Yeah, let's go ahead and let's, let's get into it. TikTok is all about how to use the gift of time to build a great life. How to use the gift of time to build a great life. Now, Chow is going to share the greatest gift that God has ever given us uh, at the end of uh, this message around 29 minutes and 39 seconds <laughs> or 35 minutes. We'll see how it goes. But um, I'm going to share one of the greatest gifts I believe that the Lord has given us, and that is time. And how do we use time to build our lives? And so, um, you know, we have two kids, and uh, one is 14. He's going on 15 next month. Uh, the baby boy just turned nine years old. And uh, he, he, he is so funny because he loves to request the, uh, the map, the Apple map, whenever we're going somewhere, because he always wants to know the ETA. And so it always shames me when I'm running late um, because I have it on the music uh, screen, uh, you know, or on the phone number screen, the contact screen. He wants to look at the map, and I'm like, son, we're going to get there on time, okay? Don't, don't worry about it. We're going to get there. But he always wants to see the ETA because he hates being late. And it dawned on me, I would say a couple years back, that even at his young age, he's cultivating what I like to call time mastery. And, um, and this, this idea of, of time mastery hit me during the, the pandemic uh, when, when we went under uh, lockdown. And so as I was watching the world um, shut down and lock down and slow down, I had a, a core conviction I would say it was from the Spirit of God to not waste time. And I feel prophetically that he told me that a lot of people are going to waste two years or a couple years of their lives. But what I want you to do is I want you to advance. Um, even though you can't do the things or go to places you would normally go, your life is going to advance because I'm going to show you how to take care of your time. And I feel like some people are recovering from those two or three years still. But um, it was during that March 2020 where the Lord put this idea of time mastery. Someone say time mastery. Time mastery, time mastery on my heart. So the Holy Spirit prompted me to take a deep dive uh, biblically into uh, time and time mastery in two ways. If you're taking notes, there are really two angles that the Lord wanted me to hit this from. And number one, it won't come up on the screen, but number one, how does God define time? Because if you're going to approach something, if the creator is available, you want to speak with the creator of the thing that they invented. Because they understand it best and they understand the reason why they created it best. So how does God define time? And then number two, this was so powerful when I was journeying with the Holy Spirit. And uh, he said this, how do I conduct myself within time? So how does the Lord conduct himself within time? Um, something you have to understand about God, if you're taking notes, man, the note takers are giving me life, is, um, is that he is eternal. So God, God is what the Bible calls alpha and omega. He is the beginning, whenever that was, <laughs> right? Like, what time was the beginning? What was the date on that? You know what I mean? What year was the beginning? He is the beginning and he is the end, like whenever that is, right? When, when is that? And so he is eternal. So uh, one of the best ways that I can frame eternity 
in, in, in the human mind is um, when you go to the beach and you, you can be on the shore or you can be out in the water. And if you would, I always do this because I always have moments with God when I'm out in the beach and all that stuff. But I, I look, theologians say what, what it is, is you, you need to look as far as you can until you can't see the edge of existence anymore. And, but you also know that there is something beyond what it is that you can, and that's how you can frame eternity. Like, man, that's far out there. I wouldn't swim out there, but, and it looks like it dips off, you know what I mean? But you know that's not the case. You know that there's far more than what your eyes can see. And it's the same thing with time. God is eternal and God chooses to integrate himself into the time that we experience. So number one, I need to understand his mindset about time. And number two, how does God conduct himself within time? It's like following the leader. If I'm following the leader, I'm going to be good, right? And so uh, we're going to pick it up in Genesis 1, chapter, chapter 1, and we'll start at verse 1. The beginning, someone say the beginning. The beginning. So Genesis is the first book of the Bible. And uh, Moses wrote the book of Genesis. Um, Job is the oldest book in the scripture, but Genesis accounts uh, the beginning. Okay, so here it is. In the beginning, someone say beginning. beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. Once again, when was the beginning? Uh, we don't know because God doesn't state what year it is. Is it uh, zero, 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 point zero? <laughs> When, when is the beginning? Is this um, is this seven thousand years ago? Is it a billion years ago? Is it a million years ago? We don't know, and that's because it's not important. And I'm going to guide us in that thought in a second. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep uh, covered the deep waters. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, "Let there be light." And there was light, and God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. Here it is. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the first day. A couple things that, and, and so on and so forth, and, and, and as it concerns how God separated the waters of the earth and the waters of the heavens, that's what you call the vault or space. Um, God went on to create, you know, the seas and the ocean and the trees and the animals and the sun and the stars to create seasons to mark the times and the days and the years. So, so on and so forth. Day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. He created Adam and Eve, so on and so forth. Uh, a couple things you can pick up if you would just go home and read Genesis chapter one as it concerns time is this. This is essential. Number one is that God's primary focus is action. When it comes to time, God's primary focus is action. Hence why we don't have any years defined in Genesis. Because in order to understand the intention of a thing, you ought to go to the first mentions in Scripture. So the first, here it is, the first mention of time in God's word is in Genesis 1. And what we see within the first mention of time is a focus on action, right. not duration. Right. Number two, God doesn't waste time. 
God doesn't waste time. The, the Bible says, he said, let there be, and it was. And then that marked the day. What he did marked the day, right. right? Day two, let there be, and it was good. That marked the day. Let there be. Day three, it was good. That marked the day. God did not waste time, which simply means that he is very efficient. Someone say efficient. Efficient, efficient with his time. To, to waste something is, is to um, receive something that is good and of great value and throw it away. Wow. Right? God didn't waste time. Time is easily top three to four gifts that God has ever given us. Easily. And I, I need you to understand that because I, I would even go as far as to saying this. I would, I would say 90% of our issues are rooted in a lack of time management. Sometimes it's, you know, it's not your spouse or it's not your kids or it's not the responsibilities, but, but how are we stewarding our time when it comes to those different parts of our lives? And then number three, God's actions define the day. God's actions define the day. Not his circumstances. I see nowhere in the text where God's like, oh, I got up this morning, as if he ever sleeps. Oh, I got up this morning. There's no sun, so there's no light. No, no, no. I, I love that in the scripture, the Bible says he created light before there was a sun. So he didn't say, well, I, I don't have connections and I don't have the education and I don't have the money and look at the neighborhood I live in and look at what I don't have. No, no, the, 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 the priority was on the, the, the action, not the circumstance. And this is the deal. We all have the same amount of time in every day. But there are two different people under the sound of my voice for these three services. There's someone who's stewarding time well, and there's someone who is not. And the person who is will advance, and the person who's not will find themselves in cyclic dis dysfunction. So God's actions, someone say actions, actions, define the day because the Bible says he said, and then that marked the day. Not, oh, he was running out of time and he didn't get it done. No. His actions defined the day. Yes. We, 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 we got to get that in our hearts. Yeah. I, I know it's 830. I feel a lot of blank stares. I know I'm teaching, but I don't know if this is registering for a lot of people. I need you to hear me one more time. Your actions, not your circumstances, define the quality of your present and will set you up for a greater future. So stop here. Let me just shoot straight. Stop blaming your circumstances. But take the time you've been given to make your circumstances better. So let's define time. Time is an appointed duration for your life. Go ahead and write that down. Time is an appointed duration, okay, for your life. And mastery is a superior skill. So I'll give you a definition of time mastery. All right, here it is. Time mastery is understanding the value of time and effectively using it to thrive in every season. 
understanding the value of time. Tomorrow's Monday. I can't, I can't just lay in the bed too late unless I'm sick, right? But tomorrow's Monday. What's going on tomorrow that's feeding into my future, right? What, what am I doing on Tuesday that's going to lead me to a greater tomorrow? Right? What am I doing on Wednesday? I need to know, right? I need to know what I'm, I can't just wake up and like, oh, it's another day. Don't know what I'm doing. No, because I'm, I'm wasting time if I do that, you know? What, what if God set time in motion and it was like he was still counting days and he hadn't did anything? You know what I mean? It's like he, God would have been wasting time. Day one, he was on it. He understood the value of time. And in order to really lean into this, my God, thank you, Jesus. There has to be a strong desire for better. You, you got to look at the, the timeline of your life and ask God to give you a little peek into what the future could be for yourself. And you have to just have a desire for better. If you don't have a desire for better, you're going to be like, why, in the, why is this church so practical? Is this church even spiritual? Wow. Right? As if I didn't just give y'all eight weeks of Abraham. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so we're a balanced church. Like, we're going to teach you Holy Spirit, like Abraham, tithe, offering, living pure. We're going to teach you about Jesus. Y'all remember Good Friday? We talked about the blood of Christ. We talked about eternity. But y'all get so deep and so lost that now we got to counsel you on stress. And really at the root of it, you just, you're not doing your thing. Y'all ain't with your time. It's the time. You know what I mean? And it's, I want my life to be better. Okay. What does 5 a.m. tomorrow look like? What does 9 p.m. look like? I can see have faith and, and disobedience, delays, destinies, and, and all that Abraham stuff. But no, let, let's really talk about it. Do you want better for your life? Okay. So I want to give you the six steps of time mastery. You got to want better. We, we can't pray time, bad time management away. Right? We just can't. Number one, I need to write my vision and establish my goals. I have to write it. Someone say write. This is important. It says, in the Lord, answer me. Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. All right, let, let me encourage you. So Jesus said in John 4, 24, that God is spirit, all right? Meaning, if the Lord says something, it is spiritual. But we often see writing as a very practical thing. No, no, writing is a very spiritual thing. And anything that God proposes to do in your life will first start in your spirit in your soul. So it is essential that we don't just see this step as some kind of, you know, crazy uh, practical step. This is very spiritual. He says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. Okay, so we got to write it. So what is a vision? A vision is the picture of a preferred future. And, and this can be where you want to be in a month? Uh, where do you want to be in a year? 
where do you want to be next week? And it doesn't always have to come from this. It doesn't always have to be a prophetic deep dream or vision from God. It's like, huh, I want to I want to get in shape. Right. I want to be I want to pay off all my debt in a year, two years. You need to write that down. And then what you do when you write it down, that that big goal, that big vision is you start, you reverse engineer starting today through time mastery. So so here it is. You need to break the vision down into short term goals. Right. How's that work? Annual. To quarterly. To weekly. To daily. To hourly. You need to break it down. Because you need things that you set out to accomplish. I remember latter part of 20, I think it was November of 2014. I wrote out the entire year of 2015. Took me about two hours. All right, we're going to have meetings every Tuesday and Sunday. Um, Tuesdays were 7 p.m. Sundays were 3 p.m. We would go to church together as a moving team, Tuesdays and Sundays. I outlined the, the material and the content that I was going to teach these people that I'm moving from Florida to Maryland to start a church. We're going to go to a conference at Elevation Church in June. We're going to go to Pennsylvania. We're going to go here. We're going to do this. We're going to do that because I am planning to launch a church in 2016. I'm in 2014 writing it, but I'm writing and I'm planning for something two years from now. And so once two years comes, I now have the opportunity to step into what I wrote down. So time mastery first starts with writing the vision. Number two, use a planner. Use a planner. Technology is great, but technology somewhat like sanitizes what ought to be a very raw thing. It ought to be some some grit and some grind. We ought to get a little um, pencil dust or ink on that pinky. Because you're planning your life. You know? Use a planner. You, you think because you have it in your phone, you, you know what's going on. You don't. You're like, what? what? I forgot about that. Well, because you didn't you didn't exercise that memory muscle, because when you write it, they they, <laughs> they say when you write a thing, you're 80 percent more likely to accomplish it. So the enemy will give us technology. And, and it's just a distraction to make us think we're productive and we're getting things done. Use a planner. It says this here, Proverbs 31, 15. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan. Someone say plan. Plan Plan the day's work for her servant girls. Every night between 8 and 9 p.m. You got to write what you're going to do the next day. Write it out. Take some time. Turn off the TV. Turn off the the phones. Whatever. Sit down. Planner. Put on a little music. Get away from everyone, write out your day. You got to do it. Make it plain. Here it is, so that you can run. I I need, starts today's Sunday. I already know what I'm doing tomorrow. I know my kids' appointments. I know the meetings. I know how long those meetings are going because I got to be efficient. 
right? I already know what's going on Tuesday. I know what's going on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right back to Sunday. It's, it, you, just, you have to do it. This is the unsexy part of success. This is the secret sauce of, of the miracles of God. You know, a lot of people just think Jesus just came from heaven. And you get a miracle and you get a miracle and you get a miracle and you, you, you get a miracle and you get a, you, 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 and he did some of that. He did some of that, but, but he also told the disciples a lot of times in those three years, my time has not come. Get on the boat. I'll meet you over there on the other side. Go, go set up the, the, the room for the last supper. Right. Meet me over here. Um, meet me here in the morning. Right. I'm getting up early. We're praying. I'm teaching. He was he was very. He had a planner. Number three. Define my priorities. I got to define. Someone say define my priorities. Here it is. Here's the statement. What's important this week? Because there are some things that aren't as important that are going to try to creep into your thing. I'd encourage you with this. You need a top three every day. Every day. For me, uh, four out of the seven days of the week, what always ends up in the top three is workout. Workout. That's the top three. Four out of seven days. Um, Two of the days out of the week, family time goes there. Right? Family time with my kids, date day with my wife. Those are priorities. I have additional notes on the side. I got to pay this bill. I got to make this phone call, so on and so forth. Um, eat well, you know, more water, lean meat. It, it, it just has to be there. It has to be a priority because when you read it, you're 80% more likely to do it. I have to define my priorities because, you know, I'm going to get that phone call from Florida. Um, I'm going to get that phone call from, from the doctor's office or whatever. And if it's not a priority right now, it, I got to push it to the side. Yeah. Because the enemy is trying to distract me with good things yes, yes. when I've already spent time with God last night yeah. on the things I need to. Come on now. And you need to rank in order. Number four, create time blocks. Create time blocks. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says this. It says, there's an appointed, someone say appointed. appointed. Yes, time for everything. And there's a time for every event under heaven. God, Lee. God, Lord, help me not to waste time. So what is a time block? Go ahead and write this down. Time blocks are moment by moment. I'll say this slow. Moment by moment intervals. Here it is. To fulfill your daily priorities. Those are time blocks. Moment by moment intervals to fulfill your daily priorities. So, okay, okay, Pastor Josh, you're working out, but when? We want to know when. Good. 4.30 every, every day. All right, all right, so when is dinner? When is dinner? Well, dinner's around 6. Okay, so when we waking up? When we waking up? Uh, 5 30, 6 a.m. All right, so, so a lot of people ask me, uh, when do you prepare your sermons? Um, I go from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Thursdays. I don't start before 10, and I don't go after 2. 
because within those four hours, I'm, a, I'm efficient. I'm blocking it. And, and nothing can get in between those, those hours. God, God will take care of what tries to get in between. Guess what? It can wait. I'm, I'm in the middle of my workout. Unless, you know, something is going down, like unless it's an emergency, the baby can wait, my 15-year-old can wait, my wife can wait, because they all understand that this is what it is. I'm, I'm being efficient and time is holy. Right? What are the first three words in the scripture? In the beginning. You want to know how important time is? The first three words of your Bible. In the beginning. Did he say Jesus in the beginning? No. Did he say Holy Spirit in the beginning? Did he say heaven in the beginning? He said no. love was in the beginning. No. In the beginning. That's how important time is. It shows up first three words of scripture. Your time. And, and what is time blocking? Well, it's here. It is right. The sound It's effectively planning every moment of your day. Planning every moment. You know, be an exerciser, dinner, family, study time. Here's the question. Where do things go in my day and in my week? Where does it go? Where does it go? Thanks, Sam. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Where does it go? Me and my husband, we just ain't talking. Oh, I can't stand him. Can't, oh, my gosh, she is. Woo. Like Solomon say, I can be in a corner all day. Oh, yeah. Have you all timed it out? Have you said from 6 to 7 p.m., I'm going to listen to my wife? You have it. So you're just going to keep passing each other. Drama. Not You haven't planned that talk yet. I want to start this business. Oh, my God, I got this dream on my heart. This dream on my heart. This dream on my heart, 2020. I got this dream on my heart. This dream on my heart, 2021. I got this dream on my heart. This dream on my heart, 2023. I got this dream on my heart. I got this dream on my heart, 2030. I got this dream on my heart. Dream on my At your funeral. He had a dream on his heart. Y'all sleepy. I got to wake him up somehow. Y'all in here? Goodness. That's what it's going to say on that tombstone. He was a man of God that had a dream on his heart. I ain't even Catholic. I'll be there. Lord, we gather here today. He had a dream on his heart. Jesus name. Amen. I taught him about time, but in Jesus name. Number five, take action. Worship team, come on up. I'm finishing sooner. I'm almost done. Take action. Someone say take action. I love it. Proverbs 10, 4. Ooh, here's the Bible. And I need you to notice that just about all of these points had scripture attached to them, right? So you see the word of God interwoven. Here it is. Watch this. Lazy hands bring poverty. But hardworking hands lead to, someone finish that, wealth. And we're not just talking about money. We're talking about a wealth of peace and a wealth of joy and a wealth of purpose, right? A wealth of alignment in your home 
so I can write it down, I can prioritize it, I can get the planner like Pastor said, but after you write it down, you got to get up every day, just like the Lord did, and you got to take action. Because action, here it is, it's so important. Look, look at me, pay attention to me. Action produces all forms of wealth. What did he say? Write the vision, make it plain so that he may run who reads it. Got to take action. And then number six, let me encourage you with this. Let's end up. You got to recognize your daily wins. Recognize your daily wins. I want to encourage you with this, okay? Because I know that there's so much that's going on in your life. And and you're like, man, pastor, three three priorities? That's it? Like, You're just saying like top two, top three things. Yeah, top two, top three things. If you knock those things out, you won. You won. Because the the adverse is this. The the opposite is this, is that you feel like you have so much to do that you don't get anything done. So you go to bed defeated. Versus saying, I mastered my time. I got those three things done today, and this is what you have to understand. We're going to build this out a little bit more next week. This is what you have to understand. Those three things are a domino effect for everything else. It gets everything else in order. And and really, honestly, the enemy is a master of distraction. So in order to put him in his place, you say, well, Holy Spirit, breathe on me tonight. As As I do my calendar, as I do my schedule, I need your wisdom I need your thoughts. I need your timing. Breathe on me. And then when you do those three things, you check them off and you recognize, well, I worked out. I spent some time with my mom. I spent some time with my kids. I studied for a few hours. Look at me go. You need to to recognize those things because there is power in consistency. Because what it's going to do 2020, 2021, 2024, it's going to compound into that vision that, that you had. Holy Spirit, breathe. Someone say, Holy Spirit, breathe. Holy Spirit, breathe. Breathe on my time. All right, here it is. Time mastery. Understand this. is the process. I love this. I've come to find this out. Of syncing my plans with the Lord's plans for my life. The, the, Lord, the Lord wants to guide you every day. And if we'll just take some time and say, Holy Spirit, breathe. Show me what you want me to do tomorrow. He will start to adjust things. And he'll say, if you do these things tomorrow, you hit the target. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Let's celebrate the Lord, everybody. If you've been encouraged a little bit.